Welcome to episode three of the Electronic Gentleman podcast. This week is going to be a little bit different as co-gentleman Eric Pubins is out sick, and we have a unique opportunity to do a spotlight episode on one of CORE's employees, Nancy Schlafer. As a reminder, this is just the opinions of myself, Eric, and whoever we have on the show. Please enjoy this week's episode of the Electronic Gentleman podcast. This is a professional production here. <laughs> Welcome to episode. Oh, you know what? We're not even going to call it a number because I've just. If what if I change the order of the episodes? Then I'm going to have to go in and edit it. Welcome to this week's episode of the Electronic Gentleman Podcast. We are one gentleman shy of a complete set this week. Mr. Eric Pubins is ill. He has uh, he called in sick today, and uh, I said, "Well, hey, how sick are you? You could record from home." And he said, "Well, he said my voice is shot, so um, so we're not going to have him here today." As a result, I brought in a guest host, Ooh. and the thing about it is, I haven't really given her much information other than I think I'm just going to let her run with the show. Maybe she will drive. <laughs> The questions? No. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going to see where this takes us. I do have to do a quick introduction, uh, an introductory song, your lead-in. Oh, nice. Now, you won't be able to hear it, okay. but you'll be able to hear it in the final. And there's, a, there's significance to this song. In fact, we'll probably get sued. What's the limit? Wait, do you know off the top of your head what's the limit? What's the limit? Oh, well, I got to go ahead and kill it. Okay. I'm here this week with popular podcast guest <laughs> Nancy Schlafer. Oh, my um, goodness. I, you know, I don't know how many of you listen to other podcasts, but she's making the rounds this week. Um, I told her it's a little like Shark Week. This is Nancy Week. So um, we're, our podcast today is going to be a little bit different than any of the other. How many podcasts have you been on this week? One already. Uh, one already. Two. It, it is Friday. So it's you've still Friday. got time. Oh. If you The weekend... Coming Depends up. on when you start your week, I guess. Yeah, it does. So, Nancy, you will be you are our very first non host, non regular host. We're gonna put you up as oh. a guest on the website. So if you have any good photos, Notice and if you how he don't said non regular host, which basically means he's reserving the right to bring me back more than once. That is true. You could be <laughs> a guest host, sort of like uh, you know, they do that on the late night TV show. I'll shows. be Gary Shandling. You could be Gary Shandling. <laughs> Well, yeah, you could be Gary Shandling. That, that that would work. So I thought we would talk a little bit today, since you're one of our uh, one of our. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. You're my, you're one of my favorite employees, <laughs> and it's not because you're here with me today. All right. Now, question. My first question for you is: You were hired on April Fool's Day. I was. What is the significance to that, or how has that impacted your your time here? Well, I would it. Actually, I was hired, and then they said, hey, can you start April 1st? I actually thought it was a joke. Oh, really? Um, I signed my contracts and everything, but when I got the, instead of starting April 5th, could you start April 1st? And then on that first day, I got, oh, and can you go to New Orleans tomorrow? Uh, Okay. (laughs) Wow. Well. And not a joke? Okay, not a joke. Yeah, that is, you know, because we don't, we take April April Fool's seriously at this company. Oh, yes, 
and we, today we won't talk about what else has occurred on April Fool's Day, but it was uh, it has it's caused some traumatic backlash. For so some people, yes. yes, for some people, yes, and uh, so we're we're I'm a little more cautious. I say I because I may have been the one responsible. So um, you did think it was a joke, but of course um, we had been uh, interested in hiring you for quite some time. So yes. of course it was not a joke. Well, here's the thing: for years since Core started. Eric would tell me every couple months, you're next on the list. Mm. You're next on the list. Mm -hmm. And more and more people got hired and I'm, you're next on the list. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> but you know what that could have been? You know, when you go to a restaurant and they tell you you're next on the list, yeah. it could have just been like, maybe it was a different party size. Well, what I think is <laughs> VIPs kept uh, coming up available. No. And so that shifted my uh, wait time down farther. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, you know, as someone who was involved in that decision making, it was all about strategic timing. Right. You know, like when you, you know, just the right person, but you got to make sure it's just the right time. And yep. to us, that was April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Hire a fool on I, Fool's no, Day. I got I, it. I did not say that. So um, you have, where are we right now? We are in Dallas. Now, do you live in Dallas? I do not. Okay. I live in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. Well, and honestly, that's another reason why I have you on as the first guest, because with your contacts in L.A., I'm hoping we can take this show big time. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> because of your contacts or because you don't like the show? We can because, stop this right now. The, because of okay. contacts. All right, all right. I, don't, I don't know people. I don't leave the house. Uh, okay, that's fair. Uh, well, how long have you been uh, away from home this uh, most recent stretch? Well, uh, officially, I landed in Dallas on August 23rd. Mm. Um, I did go home for two trips, I think, maybe three. So I went home um, at the end, beginning of October. I went home around September, somewhere in the midway. And then I went home uh, a week into November. Wow. So, But for the most part, you've been here with just a few trips home, right. a few minor trips right. home. Uh, well, I thought that would be an interesting take um, to talk about the culture of the company a little bit and how you um, manage that, um, because you seem to be one that travels quite a bit. Now, um, for anyone else that hasn't heard any of the other podcasts going around town, we'll do a little bit of background on you. Um, Nancy focuses on the technology and logistics side at CORE. She is also married to someone who does very much the same job. So both of you travel a lot. We do. Uh, does that make it easier or more difficult? It it honestly depends. Sometimes we have the cross section where one of us is home and one of us on is on trial. Um, the hard part is we do have pets. We do not have children, but we do have pets. And luckily, you know, my brother in law, you know, lives a mile away, so he's willing to stop by. And as I as I send him uh, calendar announcements, I send him a little reminder: feed and water the cats. Mm. Um, and he'll stop by and feed them when we need to. But we've been stretches where three weeks, no one's in our house. Or at least he says he does, right? He does. Okay. They, right. I, you know, I don't find them starving. They've had some, <laughs> you know, um, and they lo love the affection. So he's really good about, we're very lucky that that, is, that support system is there. Mm -hmm. And I know all about stopping the mail at the post office. And getting, you know, a box of re-delivery after three weeks. Mm -hmm. And you have to do that. Um, so it's, I think sometimes it's easier for us when we both travel because we both understand what we're, each other is going through. Whether it's a hard case, whether you're not, 
you know, if you're working 20 hours or you're working 18 or I haven't gone to bed yet, good night. Um, that happens. Um, so I think it's easier that we both do the same work because we understand each other's jobs. Right. So now I guess the only downside is if the timing works out where you've been gone a long time, he's been home, and then right when you get home, he has to leave, or there's no crossover at all. We have had um, some misses. Um, we've had some misses where I have been on a three-week trial, and he leaves the morning of the evening that I come back. Oh, so, and you can't really switch car keys or he'll say, did you take your, uh, the last one we did where he's like, did you take your car keys with you? I'm like, no, I left them just in case someone had to move the car or my brother-in-law had to move the car. He's like, oh, okay, well, I will take a car to the airport instead of driving to the airport. I'm like, yeah. that would be a good idea. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, so we do have misses like that and they're few and far between. Now, when you are home, which I know does happen, what is your typical, you know, I've, uh, heard from some people they have to kind of get in this mode of like I get up and I go to my job uh, and I kind of go to a part of the house, do my work. And then when that part of the day is over, I'm home and I'm away from that. Are you do you have those distinct lines or do you, is it all kind of blended together? No, I actually do. I, I get up and I have my coffee and I shower and then I have my desk in the back of the house. And for the most part, I will sit at my desk. Or wander around. Not that I won't do other things during the day, but I do have that distinction. I think I don't want to be that person who has stayed in their pajamas all day long. And uh, then, you know, my husband who might be in town comes home from work and I haven't showered. And, you know, it's like you're not you, – I don't feel like you're getting ready for the day unless you're mm-hmm. getting up and getting ready. Yeah, I feel that way as well. And so I do sit at my desk and I do answer emails and I do, um, you know, I have the help desk for on cue um, that I answer emails from. But, yeah, at around 4.30, 5 o'clock, sometimes 6, depending on what's going on, I will move out to the front. But I also have my computer still up and running in the back. Mm-hmm. So when I get a call or anything like that, I can just go back there and yeah, you, you uh, and just as a little uh, side note, Nancy is one of the support staff for OnQ, which is the um, software that Core co-develops, um, and so she's has to be available um, at irregular hours, and so you do your best to keep regular work hours when you're home um, with the knowledge that you might have to jump back into it at any time. Right. And also our business is also irregular hours, even when you're not on trial, because you're doing some support for something and someone's across the country, you have to be ready to take care of something. And even my husband will do stuff at home because, you know, they've made a request at seven o'clock at night for things. And that's how it works. Yeah, because we're in an industry where we're dealing with uh, attorneys who are getting ready for trial. And a lot of times getting ready for trial means uh, scrambling at the last minute. Uh, in fact, almost every time uh, getting ready for trial means scrambling at the last minute. It's not so much that there isn't some planning that goes into it and that things don't get done early, but there's always something to do because there are so many plates spinning right before opening. Yes. And not just opening, but there's uh, exchanges and all that sort of stuff. So you're dealing with technical support, uh, but you're also dealing with casework uh, as part of CORE. So before joining CORE, 
had you worked at a job? I mean, I know your history uh, working with um, one of our competitors. A lot of us came from, and um, it was a larger company. And so you did you go into the office every day when you worked at that company? And were you used to doing that at previous jobs in general? Yes, I did go into the office every day. Um, while I was still there, they had a rule that you had to go into the office every day. Um, it wasn't a, you know, work from home Friday or things like that. So um, it was nice to not have to do that commute. My commute's now 10 feet instead of <laughs> 20 miles. Um, I don't have to get on a train. I don't have to wear something. The best part is I can wear sweats at my desk. Even if I'm showered, I can still wear sweats or shorts. And you can't do that when you go into the office. Now, my wife likes me to believe that there's a difference between pajamas and sweatpants. And it seems like you agree. There is a difference between pajamas and sweatpants. So you you get up wearing soft pants, shower, yep. back to different, more formal. Would you say yeah. more formal soft more pants? Formal, thicker. Yeah, thicker. Right. Thick, thicker soft pants. Thick. Uh, yeah. We we were uh, just getting ready to go to dinner last night. I unfortunately couldn't join, but but you were wearing sweatpants yes. uh, here in the war room because, you know, there's a lot of late nights and things like that. And, and the best war rooms are the ones where we don't have to get dressed up. Right. The ones we do have to get dressed up, those are the ones that I just don't think they go to trial very often. No. Uh, so you were in your casual, I would call that biz, I would call that war room casual. <laughs> okay. But you decided because you were going to a nicer restaurant that you wanted to, uh, to change put on the pants. Yeah, I actually put on said pants. I need to put on pants. You did say that. And, and at first I was <laughs> shocked. And I looked and I realized then what you meant. <laughs> so I was, I was, uh, I was relieved that that was the case. So um, now it sounds great to not have to commute, uh, especially in LA. But are there some negatives? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, let's hear those. So you never stop working. Mm. You feel like you never stop. Sometimes you like you can set yourself, okay, I'm going to go sit on the couch at five. But there's no really turning off stuff. I'll get emails at 730 in the morning and I could wait to answer them, which is sometimes you do if you get to an office and then you've got this whole routine about I, the first thing I do when I get to the office is I answer emails. I don't do that. I answer emails right away. I, you know, it's you, you get the disadvantage of if you go to an office, it's nine to five or it's 830 to five and you have a half an hour for you have this half an hour for lunch. More often than not, if I am by myself at home, Barring my husband being working from home that day. If I am by myself, I will make food and I will eat it in front of my computer while I'm still working. Mm -hmm. Instead of, okay, this is the half an hour that I get up from my desk and I go get food and I'll eat someplace or and I don't do that. So I end up working more, probably more hours mm -hmm. at home, but I also probably goof off a little bit more. Hold on a second. I need to make some notes. Yeah. I got it. Well, and by goof off, Wait, I mean I, I will do laundry while, the HR while I'm sitting. Oh, this is great. I'm going to have to report. This is honestly the reason we did the podcast. Darn it. This is more of a review oh, process no. procedure sort of thing, which I know everyone is a big fan of. I'm sort of that way, except that I can't. Uh, now, I'm getting ready to move into a new house, and I'm going to have a more formal office than I've had in the past. So I'm tempted. I mean, I'm curious as to whether. I'm going to be able to to function like that where I kind of have this part of the house that I work. Right now, I go out. I have to get out. Um, and I do find it interesting um, to kind of listen to different 
different people's perspectives. I like the white noise of being out amongst the world um, and being able to put headphones on to tune it out. But there's definitely inconveniences for me to do that. So I'm always interested to, to hear how other folks do that. The other disadvantage when working from home, I can go three days without speaking to anyone. Yes. Using my voice. Right. That is you having know, a normal conversation with someone days without doing that. Is that because you, like me, don't like using the phone? I, it's not a big fan. I should say that. I shouldn't say days because with my husband's traveling, we'll have quick phone call conversations of, you know, good night, you know, sleep well, talk to you tomorrow, things like that. So maybe five to ten minutes of interpersonal conversations. But that's the husband. I'm talking about someone who's not, you know, has, doesn't is not obligated to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's what I say about going out and working at a coffee shop or something. I like interfacing with people who don't need anything from me. Right. Which is kind of nice. You know, then you can be like, hey, how's it going? And then when they start talking about something else, you know, you can be like, oh, yeah. Well, at least they're not asking me for something. Um, That's uh, that's very interesting. Now, I I thought maybe this is a good time uh, to bring up the fact that Eric, who is our other gentleman missing from the podcast today, also takes support calls. And I think he would be a, for him to hear that you don't talk to a live person for three days at a time other than your husband. It's making me wonder if he, who's taking those support calls. We don't get as many support calls. Sometimes we'll go weeks where we have them every day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll go a week without having any phone calls at all. Is that usually when there's uh, some sort of major Windows update and, and uh, all hell breaks loose? <laughs> yeah, that's when we get like, you know, 10 or 12 calls. But it's it's interesting. Like sometimes Fridays are really busy. And I don't know if it's because people are, have just been in court and they're switching over or they've got the end of their week and they're trying to figure out what they're going to you know, do for the weekend. Um, but we do have weeks where we don't have support calls, which I think is fantastic. And we always encourage people to email. <laughs> email. Please be brief. No, I'm just. Uh, no, because it's easier. You'll get you'll hit more people. You will. And I also think that um, I, for one, don't like phone calls because I tend to not get out what I want to say, and I have time to compose an email, I can kind of detail out my, uh, but, you know, some people like phone calls. Gives you a second to think about it. So on that topic, we, and this is good that I, I'm asking you, and I'm sure I will ask others, because of this, do you get this sense of isolation, especially when, um, uh, when Dave is out of town? Yes and no. So at CORE, where I work, as you know, we have a, we use Slack which is a chat program, more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never feel isolated. Um, I feel isolated in not speaking to a voice or having another human around. But we constantly have Slack. We have, I don't know, 20, 30 Slack channels that aren't related to work. We have entertainment channels. We have a sports rage channel. We have things where um, you can interact with anyone in the company about Something that's bugging you. Hey, did you see this person just moved over to this team? Hey, did you see this show is coming out? Have you seen this show? And people give their reviews. Um, we have a rage channel where everybody just, you know. What's that for? No. <laughs> it's very simple. Yes, yeah, very um, simple. We have a for lulls channel. So if something's funny, you can post a meme that you saw. So it's I don't feel isolated in that I don't have contact with anyone. I just don't have 
face-to-face verbal contact with anyone. Yeah, and, and there is a difference. I mean, I when we've um, I've interviewed people to work at Core in the past, and that's always been one of my questions. You know, in theory, it sounds great to not go to an office, but if you're used to that social interaction, it can be a kind of a wake-up call when you're by yourself and not, you know, there's, especially if you're at home, any number of distractions. So if you have uh, attention issues, for one thing, and I think, honestly, speaking for myself and a lot of others, I think it can be particularly difficult unless you develop some sort of routine. I'm probably going to do an entire show with Eric about Slack at some point because it was a it was pretty pivotal. It's the best find. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I know there are other tools out there, but we, you know, we we went from doing all internal communication. We we never really used phones, so no. we went from using email where you have to reply to everyone. And with the occasional Google chat. The occasional Google chat, right. But that's still not – that's still mostly one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You can do a small group. Um, but I think there is a lot of value to be able to talk about non-work-related stuff. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, that is – that has been a, a tool that – I guess we've been using it now. It seems like three or four years. seems like it's been longer than that. But you joined in 2013. so We didn't have it then. We didn't have it then. So uh, we went a couple of years um, without it. And um, I, I think it makes a big difference. Um, it makes a huge difference because, yeah, when I first joined, it was it was weird. Mm-hmm. I didn't know as many people. I didn't have as many conversations with people. Now, there are people that I've never worked with that I can have a personal conversation with on Slack. And I feel like I know them and they know me. We may not have met face-to-face, but um, yeah. not the case now because we have our lovely uh, work Work retreats. Yeah, those are um, one thing we try to do once a year, and usually it's spur of the moment because we've got so many people that are in trial or about to be in trial or going to be in a trial that's going to go away. It's really difficult for all of us to get together. And I think this most recent time, um, out of our 22 people, there were a couple of people that weren't able to make it, unfortunately. But um, it is an important time, I think. I uh, You think back on that because we, we will hire someone – and, you know, it's been up to a year before that person met everyone face-to-face. Right. So they're important. But in the meantime, um, the Slack The Slack helps. makes up for it. It does. And we had we had a little bit of resistance to that at first because I think some people are like, I'm not a chatty person. I don't like social media. And it's really not a social media thing. But I understand the similarities. But I think um, – and if I think, if I think about it, I just think about – Everyone that was hesitant at first, for one reason or another, has become engaged with it. And I think that it has become uh, pretty much 100% adopted. It's always – we'll bring someone new in. And the thing about Slack is you've got um, the history. You've got a lot of information. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking what would it take for someone to be able to catch up on all of that? Um, just the statistics on how much we use in a week. And I, you might be shocked to know we have – over, we have hundreds of channels. We have over 100 channels. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean they're all active. No. Some of them are archived, but we'll create a channel for a case. And the benefit to that is that we can notify. And part of it is it's not so much about interfacing and engaging. It's about being able to not engage. Right. Being able to do isolated and very specific targeting for notifications because we do our best to respond particularly to clients as quickly as we can. But if we were getting all of this noise um, as notifications, 
Um, first of all, we just wouldn't do it. We wouldn't be able to have all of this extraneous. We wouldn't be able to do it as email. Um, and so the fact that you can target the. Um, well, like you, I do not really like to speak on the phone as much when I'm trying to work out problems and we don't have to do conference calls. That's what our Slack is for. If we have to, if someone has to respond to a client, we can, you've got four people who this is what I'm going to say and they can edit it for you. So I don't want, you know, I don't want to say anything that's not right. And I know you guys have other things going on with that case. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what can I give them as an answer? Right. And so it's really quick. It's much quicker than a phone call. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't have to do conference calls, which are just. Would you like it? And this is me, you know thinking in terms of the future and some sort of minority report sort of situation. <laughs> what if, what if we did have the ability to just, what if it was just like we could see each other? Did, yep. you, did you watch Kingsman no, thank you. where everyone's sitting at the table yeah, virtually? That's kind of cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, but no. Cause like, what if I didn't put on clothes that day and it's <laughs> still in my jammies <laughs> with my hair sticking straight out. My assumption is everyone's doing that anyway. So <laughs> I think the, the weirdo is going to be the one in a suit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I never know. like to do the Skype or the Google phone calls where they've got the camera on you. I just, it's it feels not awkward, my thing. right? It really does. But would it be cool? Like if you were a FaceTime, hologram, that would be just cool. Yeah, we could do a hologram just from the waist up. Okay. So, that so it you doesn't don't have matter. to wear pants. <laughs> I'd still recommend you wear pants just in case there's some sort of fluctuation in the signal, but you don't have to wear fancy pants. <laughs> fancy pants. Fancy pants. Throwing one of my uh, nicknames around. It is, it is one of your nicknames. Well, um, you know, I know you've done some longer podcasts this week, um, but we are a short show. Um, and so I guess my last question to you would be if you were – giving any advice to anyone starting a remote company, would you encourage them to, uh, and I guess anyone starting a company, do you think the pros outweigh the cons with regards to having people work remotely? Or do you think there is some, uh, some value that we're missing out on by not having people together? Um, I don't think there's any value missing out. I think part of the remote company and what makes it successful is that at least everyone in our group is very independently minded and can sustain themselves and are self-starters and they can take a task all the way through without having to be sat on or reminded to do things. And so you have to be very careful as you guys have been about the employees you bring on board. Um, You can't have someone who you know, they need to have someone over their shoulder every minute just to get the work done. Let's go, let's go. Um, you need to have people who can work on their own. And not everybody can. Right. I, I think that's true. And one of the things when we first started the company is we knew that at that point and because of the way we were structured that we needed to hire people um, that were not entry-level people, at least not at this stage. Right. Um, you know, that may change over time. But, you know, it is sort of a, uh, as we go back to kind of what Eric said, you know, the, the, the rule book is use common sense. Um, I think that one of the things that we had to do when we were looking at hiring people were finding people that were self-starters and self-motivated, like you said. Um, So, um, well, anyway, thank you so much for joining today. This has been an excellent treat. And I don't, I'm not saying that I'm glad Eric was sick. (laughs) In fact, I asked him, I said, Eric, we've got Nancy here. This is a great opportunity. Would you like to be on the call? And he said his voice was shot. And he does have, you know, he does have a very radio voice. He does. We've gotten a lot of great feedback about his voice. 
no one said anything about my voice. Oh, is that is that a bad sign? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just need to, you know, if I got sick, I'd get that kind of that throatier, raspy sound, um, that radio voice. But anyway, um, you're stuck with me and um, in your guest co-host, Nancy Schlafer, today. So thank you, everyone, for joining, and we will see you next week.